You put your all into delivering quality and value on time. And when your customer doesn't pay, it doesn't just hurt your feelings. It hurts your business. At MetCredit, we get it. We collect overdue receivables fast and treat your customers with respect. Go to MetCredit.com to get started. MetCredit, we get it. This is Overdue Advice, the podcast about cash flow strategies to grow your business. Brought to you by MetCredit. This is Overdue Advice, the podcast about cash flow strategies to grow your business. I'm Andrea Schwabe. Today on Overdue Advice, we're talking with George Priest. George is a veteran of credit and collections in Canada. George Priest started his career in 1965 as a loan manager with a bank. He retired just a couple of years ago in 2017 after over 50 years in the credit and collections business. Hearing George talk about his experience is more than just a personal biography. His experience traces credit collection from its Wild West origins to what it is today, a federally regulated service industry. The credit and collections business has changed a lot in the last five decades, and George Priest has an elite level of experience and knowledge about credit, receivables, and collections in Canada. And most recently, George took on a new role at MetCredit. He's the business development manager in the central area. Today on Overdue Advice, the voice of experience, George Priest on why debt collection works. George Priest, welcome to Overdue Advice. Thank you very much, Andres. So you're you're in Toronto, and uh, you've you've been at this for a while. You've had a long career in in uh, credit and debt collection. So just take a few minutes and catch us up on your experience, and I think that's actually going to provide a fair bit of insight. Well, okay, um, we'll start way back uh, around 1965 when I joined the Bank of Montreal, and then I spent a period of time with the bank, and that's where I garnered my interest in lending and collections of, of uh, accounts. The uh, In the Bank of Montreal, I was working in the mostly in the farm community, dealing with the loans to the uh, cattle farmers, etc. Learned a lot in that business. Uh, left the Bank of Montreal and went and joined a consumer lending company to get more experience. And while I was there, I learned uh, about lending as well as the management of the AR. And then I moved on to the Bank of Nova Scotia, where I joined their Scotia Plan Loan Group and managed consumer lending for several years from a recovery perspective as well as the granting of the credit. Um, Shortly after that, I moved on to International Harvester Company with their credit division, International Harvester Credit Corporation. And that was primarily a commercial environment in that we lent funds and financed purchases for farm equipment, trucks in the trucking industry and the construction industry. And uh, that was a, a real education in that I spent 17 years at that. And uh, near the end of that term, International Harvester Credit Corporation was acquired by GE Capital, and we continued to support International Harvester Corporation in the uh, financing and uh, development of the business that they were in. But in addition, we moved into another arena where we were financing business ventures. And uh, in particular, one was interesting where we actually funded the um, acquisition of a private corporate jet. So that was that was a real eye-opening experience in that it uh, does entail a lot more attention to rules and regulations about how you do that. 
once I had worked my way through some of that, I went into the credit card industry and I joined uh, Canadian Tire Financial Services and I spent over 25 years there. And in that window, I managed their commercial card business, uh, managed customer service group, I managed the um, adjudication and setup of uh, new accounts. I moved on and managed credit recoveries for the organization for a good part of my time. And in the last 10 years, prior to my retirement, I oversaw granting of credit and collections for two other divisions of Canadian Tire Corporation. And that was uh, the end of that run and retired in April of 2017. And shortly after that, Mr. Sommerfeld, the owner of MedCredit, approached me about coming and joining his team. So that is where I am today. You have been president of two important organizations uh, in credit and debt recovery in Canada. Uh, tell me about those. Well, I'm past president and dean of the Credit Institute of Canada, which I was, which I still am part of. I've been involved with them since the mid '70s, and uh, in that role, we oversaw the educational programs as well as a variety of conferences and, and other educational um, tools that we used. And about ten years ago, myself and uh, Two other gentlemen, one named Steve Sheather of SCORE Statistical and the other one, Scott Coffin of Canacee Financial Group, we come up with a concept of starting Receivables Management Association of Canada. Now, what that association does is we primarily work with the government regulators and legislators at a provincial and at federal levels. And when they're, imp when they're looking at implementing various consumer regulations, um, they, they communicate with us for our input because we have a sizable base of experts in the industry, and they want to know if they implement these regulations, how do we see that impacting the consumer? So we're invited into those conversations on a regular basis, and that's, that's what our, our program is, but we also run conferences and educational programs for our membership. So now after, after all that time, and I mean, you're in a comfortable retirement, why come out of retirement and join MetCredit? Well, I, I enjoy the industry. I enjoy the business. Um, it, it just keeps you thinking. It keeps you functioning at a different level than sitting around and relaxing too much. Um, but the other thing is, having worked with agencies for the last 17 years or so, um, what my, my experience has been that MetCredit has a very high and valued reputation in the industry, and the integrity of the company is uh, is well respected within the peer group as well as with the customers. Many customers are quite positive about working with MetCredit. Does that does that make a difference? Well, it makes a big difference because if you if you're not working with an organization that is respected and and demonstrates integrity all the time, you're not going to be in a good place in any of the relationships that you're working in. Right. Now, you're MetCredit's business development manager in the central area, so tell us where that is and what your day-to-days are like. Uh, central area is Ontario, and my day-to-day -day is basically prioritized around receiving the, uh, the phone calls and, uh, and all communications relative to inquiries for how MetCredit does their business and what we can offer them and how we can help them recover their debt. In addition, I work with the internal team in uh, dealing with existing clients, maintaining and building the relationships that exist there. Are there any industries that have, you know, 
collections challenges that, that have accounts receivable challenges more than others? Well, it's an interesting question from perspective. There are some major companies that have challenges with their AR, um, primarily because they're only resourced so far to manage what they have, and sometimes they need to get some assistance depending on the status of the account. In the bigger picture, there's a lot of small businesses in this province, and many of them are quite challenged in managing the receivables from the perspective that the majority of people that own and run those businesses are the ones that are out on the street growing the business, marketing the business, managing the business, and they don't always have the opportunity to give themselves the time required to manage the AR. So consequently, consequently the AR is, as much as it's a valued aspect of their business, it sometimes does not take a priority. Right. Well, and that's that's sort of the question. For smaller companies, you know, having talked to you before, accounts receivable is, is needs to be addressed as part of your business and part of your business plan. And and so how do how do small companies address that? I mean, it's it's a real challenge when, you know, it's you and maybe a couple other people and you still have to deal with AR stuff. Well, I think the reality for for many of the small businesses, they need to take a look at making decisions around their cash flow. And, and the risk they put themselves at when they're not managing their AR at a level that it likely should be. So if they don't have the capability, the time, or maybe even the knowledge to do it effectively, they need to look for assistance. And that assistance, for example, can be met credit. We do have the expertise to manage that, and we have the, the ability to move forward with pretty much any account that's assigned to us. We make it pretty simple. It's all done electronically, so it's not like they have to go out of their way to get to a business location and meet with us. So it it, it works well, and I've actually had uh, many customers that I'm talking to as potential clients advise that they were referred to us by others that have used our The single biggest cause of bad debt write-offs is procrastination. With every day you wait, the chances of ever getting paid go down. At MetCredit, we get it. We collect business receivables fast. And if we don't succeed, you don't pay. Go to MetCredit.com and stop waiting for money you deserve. MetCredit, we get it. Well, that's always the highest form of compliment, really, isn't it? Yes, it is. Uh, Are there any sort of sectors of the economy that, that seem to have more of an AR issue at the moment, or...? Is it all pretty much just the same? Well, I think it, from from the point of view of small business, it it is a, it is a curious type of situation in that they all know they have a problem periodically, and it's not that, that they're not having a major problem. They they have one or two accounts that are a problem, mm-hmm. and they hesitate to assign the account, thinking that it'll get paid. So people are are. Um, pretty trustworthy in many ways, they, they figure that they'll get paid. And, and reality of, of aging is when an account gets over 90 days, the risk starts to go up substantially that they will likely not recover the funds. Right. So when, when a small business is looking at their AR, they have to determine based on the terms that they give when they're going to act on that account and put some kind of strategic plan in place that says at this point in time, I need to get some assistance and assign the account. Right. Now, MetCredit's a third party or, you know, an external collection agency, but you've worked primarily in consumer collections and corporate collections in the businesses. So what's the difference between the two? Well, the biggest difference is that the the creditor, which is the first party in the program, has a lot of latitude in what they can 
or are willing to do to assist the consumer or the, the company to resolve the outstanding AR. It's their receivable, so they can they can bend it and twist it any way they like. But the reality of that is, is that they also have a fairly structured process that says, at this point in time, we will assign the account to a third party for assistance, and we can focus on retention of our other customers that are willing to pay and are making every effort. When the account goes to the third party, the third party is under the governance of the first party, which means they must manage the AR and manage the brand of the first party in a way that the assigner, which is the first party, is not put at risk. So when you look at the, the bigger picture as well, both parties are governed substantially through regulations that are put in place, and many of the regulations are put in place due to uh, mishandling of the process, customer complaints, and in general, it's become a very balanced field in which you can manage your AR. Okay. Are there, are there any circumstances where uh, it, it's better to have your internal collections versus a third party like MetCredit, or is it pretty much just scale of, of the company? Well, it's it pretty much scale of the company because smaller businesses don't have the benefit of a collections floor. So in the in larger organizations, you have a collections floor, and that collections floor does have a focus on getting the money, but their priority is just to retain the customer and uh, build the business. And the way they build the business is create the account to be in, open to buy at all times. So the more you can get the customer to pay, the more they have an open to buy, and then that means they can go back and buy more goods on credit. And that's the facility that credit divisions, uh, major corporations provide, and that's what their role is, is to keep that cycle running at a level that allows for sales and recovery of the funds. Right. So it's sort of a balancing act. You're looking at just keeping cash flowing and, and trying to keep that stream of revenue going. Exactly. And, and at, at some point in time, the consumer may make the decision that they're not going to pay, which means they will become a, a risk beyond what their, their corporations are prepared to carry, and they'll assign the account to a third party for assistance. Right. So we're, we're talking primarily then to, to sort of small, medium businesses. From I mean, you had you've you've got this really amazing perspective. I mean, you've you've done loans on private jets and trucks and you know all all kinds of industries. <clears throat> what are three steps or actions that businesses can take to protect their revenue to really deal with their AR? Well, I think I mentioned earlier about knowing based on the terms that they offer when they become at risk. So they need to set some kind of guideline that says, look, I give thirty day terms. I bill them. If it's not paid within 15 to 30 days, I need to look at this a little harder because I may be in trouble. But at at, uh, at all times, and keep in mind that 90 days becomes the real threshold uh, where the risk is going to accelerate. So that's one. So they need to have some kind of guideline relative to their terms because their cash flow is is uh, it, it can hurt them seriously in a very quick time. Yeah. What is software the best way to do that? Well, I don't know that there's any specific software that, that one needs, but one thing that would be a benefit to them is to get some kind of basic education in managing accounts receivable. And many businesses, they're, they're experts in what they do, what service they provide, 
but they're not knowledgeable on the financial side of managing their finances. Would that and, would that uh, be somewhere with you'd would point them to the Credit Institute of Canada or something like that to to start learning about it? Well, the Credit Institute of Canada offers courses. They offer basic courses in credit, which uh, can be taken at any time through correspondence, and they they do cover fundamental knowledge knowledge that's required to manage aspects of business focused on AR. And uh, then they run a, if somebody wants to go even further, they run a four-year program, which is, uh, excuse me, a three-year program, which is focused on financial management, technology, um, financial planning, and and, um, corporate finance. So if someone wants to really go that far, they can do that. But basic basic credit program will give them a solid foundation of knowledge. Right. So there is resources available at the CIC. So we have sort of Pay attention to your your invoices and the timing of things. Basic education. What's something else that uh, businesses can do to help themselves deal with AR? Well, the one thing is don't get caught up in the concept that uh, because the customer says they're going to pay and they, that they're going to pay, they, they, they've got to hold the line. And at some point in time, they need to, to assess. Uh, they may be friends. And sometimes... Being a friend of the party that owes you the money is not a good thing. No, that, it generally makes it harder. So they need to they need to take a very business like approach to all the accounts and and identify where their risks are from not from a perspective of it's just past due thirty days from a perspective of the engagement that they're getting from the other party because if they're getting an engagement and they're getting some money over time that's not a bad thing but if they're just getting empty promises and no action, and then suddenly they don't start getting uh, the ability to contact the party. They, they have a problem. So they have, an, they have to have an ongoing awareness and not just say, oh, it'll take care of itself. What's the one thing you see time and again or you hear time and again from businesses and you just shake your head? So some of them are actually putting services out there and doing various different types of work, and they don't have any agreement. They don't. They don't know who their customer really is. They know very little about them, and it's just that they got a job and they send them an invoice. So when they go to try and recover the funds, or they assign the funds to another party to be collected, they don't have a lot of bases under which to um, hold that party accountable for those funds. So it's, it's, it makes it very difficult for them, but it makes it even more difficult for the third party because we have nothing to work with. Right. So really, know your customers and have good paperwork. That's exactly right. Are there any trends you're seeing in, in credit and debt collection? Well, I think the, the biggest trend I've seen over the years is, and, and I alluded to it earlier in the conversation, was the, the transition from what I call, it used to be a Wild West show out there where creditors and collectors kind of had a, a free hand on most anything they can do. And over the years, the customers feedback to the government regulators and the fact that companies started to realize there's only an unlimited number of customers in this country. Uh, we've transitioned from the Wild West show to a much more regulated environment and an environment where the actual corporations that have these customers, they've come to realize they need to retain the customer. So they will do what they need to do to an extent that they can to retain customer base. And that way, they grow their business through the repetitive business. Right. But that's that that's that's the biggest transitional change I've seen. Because I've 
I've been in a building where I've seen the Wild West show, and and I I've watched it disappear fairly quickly over the years. One of the things that a lot of small businesses hesitate to do is take action on an account because they're concerned about their reputation in the community. And I can ex- I can certainly talk to the fact that at one time I was looking for a truck because it wasn't getting paid for, and uh, we found it. And we flew a couple of individuals into the area where the, the vehicle was, and they drove it back across Ontario. And over the next couple of days, I was getting calls from truckers telling me that their payment will be in the mail. And that's because this individual has let on we'd never find his truck, but we did. So it, it's for the most part, you can't really hide. You will be found eventually. But the, from a customer perspective and small business, if you don't take a stand, you could put your business at risk much more than if you do take a stand. Right. And it doesn't even take that long to get into serious trouble. No, it does not. And the reality is you're not, you're worried about what might be said in the marketplace. But if, if customer A has his, his um, account taken to court and you get a judgment and everything else, and he starts complaining because you took him to court... Other people are going to take a look at that and say, there must have been a reason. Mm-hmm. So the biggest enemy you got is yourself. If you're a small business and you don't act on something, it's going to cost you dearly, far more than it will if you do take the appropriate actions. Right. So what's your plan for, for the near and long-term future for Met Credit? Well, it, Mr. Sommerfeld, as I said, brought me in here to do something, and uh, my focus is to figure out how to make it work and take it to a level that... Uh, meets the goals and objectives of MedCredit, as well as facilitate a means for potential customers to get set up in our systems and have success in collections. Everybody pay up. Thanks to George Priest for his memories and insights on this episode. We'll have more from George in future episodes because he's just too good a resource not to. And thank you for listening. Please rate, review, share, and comment on this episode. For more information, to read Brian Sommerfeld's blog, or to start a collections account to recover lost revenue, visit metcredit.com. This is Overdue Advice, the podcast about cash flow strategies to grow your business. Talk to you next time. I'm Andrea Schwabe. You run a business, you're successful. You don't wait for things to happen. You make them happen. So why aren't you collecting what's owed to you? The longer you wait, the less chance you'll ever see a cent. <laughs> so call Met Credit. We're your local debt recovery team, serving businesses of all sizes since 1973. And don't worry, we play nice. We're here to uphold your reputation and relationships. And speaking of nice, if we don't collect, you don't pay. Zero risk. Get to know us for when you need us at metcredit.com.